0: Hello, folks. Welcome to On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and thanks for listening. This week, I've been thinking a lot about a particular topic that certainly is dear to my heart, and I've been in many conversations with people as the new year starts about medical care in America. And thought I'd share with you some statistics, and hopefully you won't be too bored by this, but it's always very interesting. And if you wish to do further research as, as I've done over the years, you may go to Kaiser Family Foundation, K-A-I-S-E-R. These folks are absolutely neutral in their opinions about medical care. There's no political background, and they have wonderful data on a lot of things you can find out. I'd kind of like to start with some population statistics. And currently in the United States, there are about 333 million of us, and the uh, this excludes Puerto Rico, Samoa, and those places. But the statistical breakdown is interesting. From birth through age 14, represents 18% of the population. Age 15 to 24, 13%. 25 to 54 represents our biggest segment at 39%. 55 to 64 is around 13%, and those of us over 65 are making up about 17% of the population. The breakdown median age for women is 40, for men, 39. Life expectancy has changed and decreased over the last three years, as one could expect due to the massive COVID outbreak, but also due to an increase in liver disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, drug overdoses, and unfortunately, suicide. The population in Tennessee, the last census, 2020, is around 7.05 million, which is about a 10% increase since 2010. About 10% of the population is under five years of age, Ages 6 to 15, around 22%. And if we jumped over 65, 17%, matching the national average. Females make up about 51%. Tennessee, males, 49%. Now, if we shift our thinking to caregivers, such as physicians, nurse practitioners, and physicians' assistants in America, very interesting data. Currently, According to the latest information, there are around 1.073 million physicians licensed in the U.S. Tennessee has about 20,000 nurse practitioners nationally, number around 355,000. Tennessee, we have around 15,000. PAs in the country, around 124,000. Tennessee, around 2,400. I didn't realize, I guess, how many specialties and subspecialties we have in medicine, but according to the Kaiser data, 135 different areas uh, found that quite fascinating. Some of the types that you might have encountered in your medical appointments, certainly I have, would be, say, family physicians, 294,000 nationally. Cardiology, 33,000. Surgery, 54,000. ER physicians, a a booming specialty in the last decades, 61,000. Pediatrics, 33,000. OBGYN, my my specialty, 22,600. Rheumatologists are not as common, 5,600. Pulmonologists, 15,000. GI, gastrointestinal doctors, 10,000. ENT is the oldest certified specialty in America at 9,800 nationally. Interestingly, in the practice population nationally, females make up about 40 plus percent. Some areas of the country, however, you will see them as much as 90% of the providers. In medical school, when I was there in the late sixties, we had 11 females admitted out of 125 students and only one graduated. That tendency and that trend fortunately has changed over these last decades. And currently about 60 plus percent, uh, make up, uh, females make up the admitting classes of medical schools. Burnout rates, unfortunately, among physicians are quite high. Some of the latest data shows that when surveyed, up to 50% of physicians admit to being burned out or extremely frustrated with the practice of medicine. This is very, very sad in my mind because that was not nearly that high in the last 20 years. You're starting to see more physicians retire in their 50s instead of 60s or later, and and it does concern me about the future of physician-driven health care in America. Let's look at hospitals for a minute. Currently, we have pretty close to 6,100 hospitals of varying sizes in the United States with somewhere in the neighborhood of 920,000 certified beds. The admissions in 2021 to all of these facilities listed at $33.3 million, and the expenses to run these hospitals currently sits at about $1.2 trillion. Emergency room visits, as we all know, have gone up. Back in the day when I started medicine, you might be able to get in and out of an emergency room for 50 to $100 which I know sounds pretty ridiculous. Today, it's between 1,000 and 3,000 just to enter the doors of an emergency room. doesn't count what else they're doing. Let's look at insurance. The National Association of Insurance Companies keeps pretty good data on the, this part of medical providing situations, and I was quite amazed at the number of companies that actually provide Health insurance, according to what I read, 1,127 companies in 2020 actually covered some form of medical insurance. There are really about 10 companies that have the majority of covered lives in America, and uh, that would make a lot of sense. The insurance industry has experienced a 41% loss in earnings from 2020 to 2021, somewhere in the range of $19 billion. And therefore, you're seeing the changes this year, 22, 23, of premium increases of at least 8% because their expenses, they claim, have gone up about $92 billion in that year. Medicare covers about 18.5% of us over the age of 65. 29% of the Medicare plans now are Medicare Advantage plans. When this came in, it was rather confusing to people. I'll be honest, folks, it's still confusing to me today. So if you're approaching Medicare age, please look very carefully. Go to local seminars, discussions, read all you can, and try to make sure you're doing the right Medicare coverage for yourself and family. as a Medicare Advantage, isn't always to your advantage, no pun intended. The largest insurance companies, according to Kaiser, currently uh, are Kaiser Permanente, which covers about 12.8% of lives in America. That's 8.2 million people. Second largest is Anthem. They have a little over 7% of the share of the market. Covering 4.6 million lives. An entity known as HCSC has a number of Blue Cross Blue Shield plans. They are currently covering about 4.4 million. United Healthcare, another big player, 6.9% of the market covering 4.3 million people. And the top five, Centene, C-E-N-T-E-N-E, I've never heard of it. They are at about 6% of the market covering almost 4 million lives. If you look at the uninsured in America, we have been steady. Around, oh, 9 plus to 10 percent of individuals do not have any insurance coverage whatsoever, whether it's through their employer or just not at all. Therefore, that makes the cost of insurance go up. And premiums for individuals and family have been climbing every year, with the family coverage being a pretty good hit. Medicare goes up every year, and that's fine. They take it out of our Social Security. I currently just for myself am paying around twenty six hundred a year for that coverage, and then my supplement is around twenty six hundred a year. So it's it's interesting. It uh, keeps getting higher and higher, and uh, the deductibles, as many of you know, are are going up, and basically. Uh, some people I've talked to are in the twenty thousand dollar deductible range. That's just amazing, and they still have premiums of two to three thousand per person in their family. This is just unaffordable to so many people, and therefore they just don't take coverage. I'm very sad to say that this problem is going to continue to worsen because, sadly, the regulation of the insurance industry is extremely, extremely minimal. Congress, as you know, sets guidelines through their committees. And then when you look at major plans that have come about over the years that that both parties argue about continually, I'm not sure we're arriving at any particular solutions as each new administration takes the Oval Office. And even if you have two terms in a row for a political party, the last four years, as most of us know, become not as important. They want some other thing on their domestic agenda. I do sit and, and worry continuously about my children and my grandchildren. And uh, it's just one of those things that I do not see a solution for. Now, I'm not being negative, folks. I'm just merely being realistic. Having spent 40 years of my life in a medical career from training through private practice, I've just seen these changes occur. I think that, that there are many situations at fault from, from everybody, from providers through insurance companies, through hospitals and employers. But it's a, a definite impossibility to get all of those groups to sit down Uh, at the same table, same time, and agree to plans to help uh, the American public get through these crises. So, you have to keep up with it and uh, do your best individually to take care of yourselves and your own pocketbook. Now, we'll probably take up more of this in another episode, so stay tuned, please. Now, until next time, a couple of quotes that I thought were pretty good this week. One, put yourself in their shoes before you decide on the best way to take their shirts. This comes from a David Sklansky, a championship poker player. Another one from a favorite writer of mine and my family's, J.M. Barry, states, Shall we make a new rule of life from tonight? always try to be kinder than is necessary. So true. Folks, thanks for listening, and I hope for each of you a safe and healthy day, and I'll see you a little further on up the road.